0: Previously on The One Way Home with Timo, O. Mamma Mia, the smash hit musical now in Singapore all the way till the 5th of November at Sands Theatre, Marina Bay Sands. We're very, very pleased to have Jess Mitchell Moore. Yes. Did I get that right? Yes, okay. you did. Because, you know, it's spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-M-O-R-E. And I, was, I spent some time last night going, is it, is it Michael Moore? Is it, is it Michelle Moore? <laughs> and I had to do a bit of YouTubing, right? But Michael Moore. Mitchell, Mitchell Moore. Moore. <laughs> See, now, now I've gotten it wrong.
1: How it's are okay. you? I am so well. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Do not worry about getting my name wrong. Everyone gets it wrong. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Now I understand for, for well, most of you, uh, this is the first time that you're here in Singapore.
1: Yes. What yeah. took you
0: so long to get here?
1: If I'm honest, I do not know. No. Um, I. It's the furthest I've ever been away from home and yeah, what a beautiful country. I'm honestly, so, yeah thinking, why have I not been here before? Yeah, this
0: only means one thing. You just can never leave.
1: Can never leave. Got to come back. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
0: All right. So we want to talk a little bit about Mamma Mia, finally back here in Singapore. Uh, But before we get into the rest of the questions and have you kind of explain to those who are unfamiliar with the production, with the story, what it's all about, I want to talk about bras. Okay. Bras. Okay. Because before everybody gets the wrong idea when i first received the fact sheet one of the things that point uh, that popped out was that uh, the uh, principal actresses the understudy and the female ensemble amongst them they have 121 bras in this production yeah all right so Obviously, we know what the bras are for, but I want to know what happens to them after the production. I mean, I, I it's just like that's a lot of undergarments to hang on to. Uh, I know for rock concerts, a lot of times the audiences, the audience will throw their undergarments at the <laughs> performance. Is it the other way around, Mamma Mia? Maybe after each show, you guys throw your undergarments out at no. the audience.
1: I mean, maybe we should. No, no. Are we? <laughs> no, we. I mean, we have so many bras because we have so many costumes with different necklines mm. or different. different. Different colors, so um, if we need one that blends in with our skin tone, or if we need one like I wear a um, a wedding dress, so I need a white one, and so I have to constantly be changing um, bras. And I think at the end, I think we get to keep them. um, Do you? Yeah, because I mean, who wants to wear somebody's old bra? (laughs) You (laughs) can sign them,
0: autograph them, eBay or something like that. All right, so let's uh, talk a little bit about Mamma Mia, okay? I think uh, a lot of the uh, younger audience, um, those tuning in right now, are probably. Familiar with the story, mainly from the film. But of course, uh, uh, it all started with the stage production first, right? And then it became the film. Uh, But for those who are still kind of learning about the story, what is Mamma Mia about?
1: Yeah, so Mamma Mia is um, kind of the story focuses around Sophie, my character. She doesn't know who her dad is. She's grown up on this island in Greece and she um, has never known who her father is and she lives with her mother, Donna, um, and she's also getting married. Mm. And so she uses this opportunity to invite three men who may be her father, she knows from reading her mum's diary, uh, to come to her wedding and she—it's the pretense of under the pretense of being Donna, being her mum—and yeah. she's hoping she'll know exactly who her father is because you know he'll look like her or um, they'll have the same mannerisms. But she has no idea, and so the the show then plays out. It's donna meeting these three men who she hasn't seen for 21 years it's sophie trying to get one of them to confess that they're her dad and trying to kind of see the similarities in herself as well in these in these three men and um yeah and and that's how the story unfolds i'll leave the rest for you to come and see in the show
0: all right and of course when it came to mamma mia itself i mean your your first um exposure to the show was not actually the film you had actually seen the West End production first, okay? Yeah. Um, and then after years later, you found yourself, you know, obviously uh, in, in the smash hit musical. So this is, uh, you're going to have to try and be a little unbiased here, a little objective. Which one is better? And why is it the Broadway musical, the West End <laughs> musical?
1: So... The the musical is definitely better. I mean, I love the film, do not get me wrong. Um, Piers Brosnan tries very hard to sing well, but um, our our Sam is fantastic and um, he's got a gorgeous voice actually all our entire cast have amazing voices such talented dancers as well you'll see a lot more dancing there are more songs in the musicals so you'll that had some songs that aren't in the film and um, you'll you'll get in our show yes so you've, you've got to come and see it
0: fantastic by the way did you did you ever get to meet Benny and Bjorn from
1: ABBA? I haven't, no. Oh. <laughs> I wish.
0: I wish. <laughs> I thought they, you know, maybe they, they pop up secretly at every production, every performance, and they, you know, they hide in the shadow somewhere just to make sure everything's going according to plan. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, not that I've been told. They haven't come to see our show yet. <laughs>
0: it's a secret. They might actually be here in Singapore. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. All right, so in just a little bit, we're going to actually uh, talk more to uh, Jess, and of course, she plays Sophie Sheridan in Mamma Mia, get her to uh, perform a song as well uh, from the production, uh, But first, um, I just want to ask you, I mean, maybe this is something that obviously uh, is a possible skill, you know, even to us radio DJs as well. How do you keep your voice in tip-top condition?
1: Sleep, water, um, and I mean, exercise, keeping my body healthy. If the body's healthy, the voice is healthy, but I drink two litres of water at least every single day. Sounds like, probably, sounds like
0: a lot of trips to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. There are certain moments in the show where I have to like run, make sure I can have my toilet break before I have to change costume and then get back on stage. It's it's a whole it's a whole process. <laughs> All right,
0: more with Jess in just a little bit and we'll hear a song that's actually going to be done in the production, Mamma Mia. All right, so what are you guys going to be performing for us tonight?
1: We're going to be performing uh, Name of the Game uh, from the show. It's It's in the, towards the end of the first half, Sophie is confronting one of the men who she thinks could be her father, and it's kind of just an outpouring of her emotions, really trying to um, find the answers All right, um, from this man.
0: Okay, fantastic.
2: I've seen you twice In a short time What's the name of the game? Does it mean anything to you? What's the name of the game? Can you feel it the way I do? Tell me please, cause I have to know Curious child Beginning to grow And you make me talk And you make me feel And you make me show What I'm trying to conceal If I trust in you Would you let me down? Would you laugh at me? If I said I care for you, could you feel the?
0: It's fantastic. See, I got all tongue-tied over that performance. Uh, Also, I had a big smile on my face because immediately once you started singing, one of our, our listeners just texted in and went, Damn! What a great voice! Uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys did an amazing job, and uh, we can't wait to, of course, catch you at the uh, at the production of Mamma Mia, which is now happening all the way till the fifth of November at Marina Bay Sands. Um, is there is there something you'd like to tell our our listeners? Uh, maybe something you want to direct their attention to? Something to look out for during the performance itself?
1: I mean. I would say look out for the opportunity to get on your feet and dance, particularly at the end.
0: At the end, yes. okay. You get heard up, it.
1: sing, dance. We want to see it.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe don't just watch it once. Watch it a couple of times. After mm-hmm. all, they're being they're going to be here all the way till the fifth of November. Once again, Mamma Mia, the smash hit musical. If you want to get your tickets, head over to MarinaBaySands.com. Just want to say thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And uh, you know, hopefully, you you love our country so much, Singapore, that uh, you stay. Like, long after the <laughs> long after the run is over, you continue to stay here in oh, Singapore. Yeah. We would all love right. that. Thank, Thank you very man. much, Thank and you. all the best for the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who is your daddy? It's lame. It's corny. It's your dad joke. You tell super corny dad jokes. On the One Way Home. Eh,
0: hey, do you know where you should stand if you are cold? Huh? If I'm cold? Okay, Where? In the corner. What? Yeah. Okay, why should I stand in the corner if I'm cold? Because most corners are 90
2: degrees. (laughs) The weird word of the week. Yeah, it must be weird.
0: Yeah, weird's a good word. Alright, so here is a good one that I just learned. You have heard of stalking, right? Stalking, finding out as much as you can about someone. You follow them everywhere because you are obsessed with them. Well, have you heard of anti-stalking? What is anti-stalking? Anti-stalking is learning a person's routine, their schedule, what they do, where they go, where they'll be, just so you can avoid them. (laughs) Yeah, oh, this person will be here this time? Okay, then I definitely don't want to be there because I don't want to see them. Anti-stalking, your weird word of the week.
2: What day is this? Friday? It is Friday, isn't it? It's a fact. Your Friday fun fact to go.
0: Alright, this is not so much a fun fact, but a weird fact of the day. Back around 2016, two Englishmen decided to go fishing. Now, what's weird about that? Well, they were using their dead friend's ashes as bait. I know, right? So these guys thought they were doing a very touching tribute. In fact, according to the fishermen, they said two days before their friend died of cancer, he had asked them to bring his ashes to Thailand and scattered them around this lake. So they kind of did. They mixed his ashes with some meat and they turned it into some kind of bait. Alright, but wait, there's more. Using this human ash bait mix they ended up catching one of the biggest fish ever. A gigantic 180-pound Siamese carp. They took three hours just to reel it in. Took a few pictures with it, and then they released it back into the lake. But I was just thinking, right, good thing they didn't eat it because the fish ate the ash bait, and if they would eat the fish, then technically they would have eaten their friend's ashes, right? Eeeh! Well, are talking about things that you just spend way too much money on than you should, okay? There is part of you that's like, you really, you really should just be more prudent with your money. You know, you should be more careful. Don't waste so much money at spending on these things. And then there's another part of you like, no, I must have it. I must buy it. Doesn't matter how much money I spend on it. It's all worth it because I love it. And uh, for Max um, He is just always tempted To spend more and more On koi fish Because that is his hobby And it's a very expensive hobby In fact, I asked him how many he has. He says he's got 18 so far. And you know when it comes to fish, right? It's not just the fish you're spending money on. It's also their food. It's the, you know, the tankla, all the accessories, just maintaining it. It is very, very expensive. I asked him how much he has spent so far, you know, all in all on his... uh you know, his hobby. And he says, including redoing the pond, I would have spent over $35,000. That is crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right. And uh, we also have uh, Arena on the line. Arena, not surprisingly, spends a lot of money on clothes. How many outfits do you have, La Arena? The one in the
2: water probably can last me about four months without being on.
0: So basically, if you don't repeat your outfit, you can wear a new outfit every single day and it will last you for how long? Four months. Four months? That's crazy!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding you. Those are actually the ones I hang on the wardrobe, in the wardrobe itself. But not inclusive, the one that I folded, which is under my storage bed.
0: Okay, so ballpark figure, okay? How many outfits would you say that you have in your house that belong to you?
2: That's about maybe 200 over.
0: 200 over?
2: Yeah.
0: I don't even know if I have 200 hairs on my head. You have 200 <laughs> something outfits in your house.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's inclusive of the ones I have not worn.
0: Okay. And you also said something about how your wardrobe doors...
2: Yeah, it can't close. It can't close anymore. They're like, My husband told me that we should get sliding doors instead since it can't close. So we did. But then again, it came out the other day. So I have to fix it myself because I didn't want him to know that I broke
0: it. This basically means two things. Like, okay, When your wardrobe doors are breaking off, it's either time to stop buying clothes or to buy a new wardrobe. We I mean,
2: can afford to buy a new wardrobe, but we don't have a place
0: to put it. Oh, so tell me the truth. Uh, the truth is you don't want to buy a new wardrobe because you rather use that money and buy more clothes, right?
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After a long day at work, it's time to wind down and get wise with some wind-down wisdom on The One Way Home.
0: Alright, so I've got a nice quote today, and I think it applies to most of us who are always on the chase, okay? The struggle to win opportunities, to win over people, we chase love, we chase money. And this quote goes like this. A Brazilian author, Mario Quintana, once wrote... Don't waste your time chasing butterflies Mend your garden And the butterflies will come Don't waste your time chasing butterflies Mend your garden And the butterflies will come So what does it mean? Well, to me it means Work on yourself Improve yourself Make yourself undeniable And this way You won't have to chase things You won't have to chase people You will attract them naturally You don't have to go to them. They will come to you.
2: Wind Down Wisdom on The One Way Home.
0: The Weird Word of the Week. Yeah, it must be weird.
2: Yeah, weird's a good word.
0: Okay, time to expand our vocabulary. Today's Weird Word of the Week. Apodictic. A-P-O-D-I-C-D. T I C apodictic. Now apodictic is an adjective used to describe something that is true, something that is clearly established, proven, and beyond dispute. For example, two plus two is four. That is apodictic. Tim O eats way too much chicken rice. That is apodictic. Something else. If you use too many of these atas words to your friends, they won't just call you apodictic. They will just call you an apodick. <laughs>
2: Apodictic,
0: your weird word of the week.
2: Let's go. The One Way Home with Tim o. Weekdays, 4 to 8 p.m. on 1FM 91.3.